Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being a part of it. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved by calling 1-800-411-BOND, 1-800-411-2663, or email us, radio at bond at church at, church at bondaction.org, church at bond at, oh, bond info. I have all these things to remember, radio at bond, bond info. Church at bondinfo.org. Church at bondinfo.org. I need some of Francisco remember pills. Good morning to you guys. How's everybody? Did you have a good uh, Independence Day? You did? I hope you did because this is your last free one. <laughs> Next year you will be enslaved. But uh, good morning. Welcome good morning. to... I, uh, I think what I want to, I wasn't here last week. Do anybody have any questions or any comment about anything in the last couple of weeks because I was gone last Sunday, last week? Anybody had a life this past week? A life. Any challenges? Okay. So you guys just floated through this week, right? <laughs> Walked on water. I, um, I want to talk to you about fear. Fear, and I have a theme this year is to endure. You, you, you remember the theme for this year, right? And it's going by really, really fast, so I don't want us to forget about it. So at the end of the year, we will all be strong in the Lord. So we're talking about endurance. I was uh, in Illinois. First, let me ask, anybody here have fear? You don't have to tell me about it yet, but you have fear. Oh, okay. And the rest of you don't have fear, right? Well, that's good. I'm, I want to find out why you don't have it. But um, I was in, uh, last weekend, I was in Illinois. I spoke at two churches there, one in the morning, one, another one in the afternoon. And the one thing that stood out is that the people are afraid. They have fear. And these are Christian people with fear. And uh, the white people were afraid of speaking up when it comes to the issue of race and morality concerning black people. They admit it, that they have fear. And the, um, even the preacher, these two preachers are really tough guys, but even they admit it, that they have fear when it comes to dealing with black people. And then on Thursday, this past Thursday, I was down in uh, Nashville, Tennessee, speaking at a Tea Party rally. I guess about 3,000 people there or so, give or take. And... After the meeting, after the talk, they came, you know, many of them came over to greet me, and they too have fear. White Americans are afraid of black people when it comes to the issue of race and morality. And it's not, and I'm wondering, well, I don't want to say all that yet until I find out from the people here with no fear. And most of you here today have no fear, right? The ones that didn't raise it. Baby, you're saying, yes, you have no fear. They can't hear you like this. You have no fear at all. Yes. And what is fear? When I speak of fear, what, I'm talking, what am I talking about? Uh, fear is it's a feeling of instability or you're shaky. Your you're, fear is like you're not solid. You're, you have doubt. Um, you're afraid of what's going to happen to you. Uh, if you're gonna, you know, people are gonna get mad at you, or you're gonna get mad. And so you absolutely have none at all. No, I don't have. And how did you overcome your fear? Uh, through suffering of years of it and being really cowardly. 
um, I just got tired of living that way and I asked God to change me and he did. So now, you know, I just, I don't know, I'm just free to be myself and, you know, people will get mad at me, which does happen, because the spirits and people naturally go on an attack, they, you know, they can't help that, the people. They what? I'm sorry? People can't help that, that that happens. I mean, they, they're out of control, so I've just come to accept that and live my life. And So you're not even tempted with fear at all? Uh, I don't know if I'm not tempted. I mean, there's times where I, you know, I, I, the temptation would be there, it's, but I don't go with that. And what is the temptation of fear? What is that? Well, like, okay, for instance, if I call talk radio, I'll start to get a little, you know, kind of like, you know, I'll get thoughts of what I'm going to say and stuff, and I just watch that, you know, and, I, and then when I get on the air, I haven't called lately, but and it's fine. So kind of that kind of thing, but... And, 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 and I'm sorry, but how, how did you overcome your fear? Um, through just being still, meditating, and um, being patient, basically. The patience replaced the fear. You know, I stopped fighting the, the, my, the evil in me, and I started to be patient. with. Instead of getting irritated with all the things in my life, which has built up more fear, I started to see the irritations and how they motivated me and then created more fear, and I lived by the fear and the irritations. I let that go on all the, you know, more and more, and then the fear, and then finally, you know, something took it away. Just one day, it took it all away. And you said you have no fear? Um, I didn't raise my hand, but the, the only thing that popped up in my head when you asked the question is that I've had fear about the outcome of my kids and grandkids. But, um, but you know, I, I think I'm overcoming that now. You still have it, you're just overcoming it? I don't know. You don't know what? I mean, I don't know. You don't know what? If I still have it or if I'm <laughs> overcoming it. You don't know if you still I have it? I mean, I... I yeah, I don't know where I am on the scale. You know, I just, I don't know. With fear, you either have it or you don't have it. So Then I probably have it, I guess, but... But you're overcoming it. Yeah. And how do you know you're overcoming it? Because I'm realizing that it's there and that it's not right to be there. Right. And so I realize that when it comes to me or when I feel it, that I have to be separate from that just like with everything else oh, okay. and you know let things take their course let life do what it's going to do john you say you do have fear yeah you do have it and how do you know you have it i can see it and uh what uh, what is fear to you it's like it's like i can't control it it's a uh it's like i feel it like around my heart a lot uh, just like around your heart yeah it grips it and um, what kind of things cause you to become afraid are you afraid to speak up to black people for fear of being called racist well oddly I, I'm I'm the type of person that might do that and um, I kind of like I have like moments of courage and um, despite myself I and maybe sometimes often I will but um, it's more like in, like I'm unsure of myself. I don't know what I want out of life, and I feel like I'm lost. And it's sort of a yeah. 
like speaking up, I can I can do that quite a bit, and some people will be surprised if they heard me now. Said I would I, I have fear? Right. But speaking up in front of people, like when I told that little story, I know I could have told it better, but I was I had fear, so it was getting in the way. What were you afraid of in telling that story earlier? Um, I was. I was scared. Uh, I wanted it to be understood. I wanted to get my point across. And I was hoping people would be able to relate to it. Right. And I wasn't, you know, crazy or uh, dumb or. So in the end, did you feel crazy and dumb, or did you feel no, like you? I, I felt like I didn't say it as well as I could, and I didn't make my point as clear. Oh, okay. And I'm uh, what we were talking about for forgetfulness too. I can be forgetful. So I think all this fear, and I have a lot. There's a, a lot of thoughts that come in, and it clouds me. It just gets in the way of uh, my life in general, and even just in a moment like that. Oh, okay. So I don't fear. All right. You, uh, Richard, you say you have fear too. Yes. All right. And what are you afraid of? What causes you to become afraid? Uh, some of the things I don't want to go through. You know, um, uh, I don't want to suffer to uh, get past the pain. And uh, I've had a couple of episodes that happened in the last month. That it's like a life or death thing, not with me, but with people I love. So I, I'm fearing that in this moment. You know, it could happen at any time. Yeah. I'm sorry, fear is like a life or death thing. Yeah, but it's my wife. I, 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 oh, okay. Your your wife been ill for a long time. Part yes. She, she's been ill for just for the record. Yes. And so you're afraid that she may die at any time. Well, about four times in the last month. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, real close. And you're afraid that she may die. I know she. Is, uh, well, it's just the fear is there, but I know it's it's, it's, it's possible, very right. possible, ninety-nine percent possible. Oh, okay. You see, uh, at any given moment. Well, and why are you afraid of her dying? I just being alone. I guess, you know, you don't. You, you, I think I'm anticipating being alone. I think I'm anticipating. Uh, People I gotta talk to, you know, all all kind of things running through my head. And I right. have to just stand back from it every now and then, yeah. and just breathe. How long have you been married? Uh, Thirty-seven years. Thirty-seven. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, after so, being with someone that long. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I'm watching the kids, and um, and they know, and you know, it's, and you know, just a lot of things just going through my head. So it, it's more or less more of an anticipation, anticipation than anything. Your wife has cancer or something? No, she had a uh, massive heart attack, uh, diabetes. Uh, uh, her heart pump is, is really weak and it's getting weaker. Yeah. Everything is getting weaker. I don't know if it's a blockage in there, but uh, she has a defibrillator in her, in her chest. So if she happened to go into a, a uh, what they call it, uh, a heart speed fast, it's a lot. Cardiac of, arrest. I can't think of it, huh? Cardiac arrest. Well, yeah, that too, yeah. yeah. Um, it will shock her, like, you know. Oh, okay. So I'm sorry to hear that. One time this month, the, the unit went off. It went off twice one time. And Father's Day, it went off again, you know. And uh, we happened to be, <clears throat> all the family was together, about 15 of us. And I thought she had uh, dropped the camera on her foot. But what happened, the device went off. She said she was about to pass out. So if she passed out nine times out of ten, she would have died. Yeah, it's weird when I hear that women are having heart attacks. 
When I was growing up, I never heard of a woman having a heart attack. True. But now you hear it a lot, and I think because they take a lot of stress on themselves. Yeah, they're under a lot of stress now. Yeah, a lot of stress. You know, being out there in the workforce and yeah. raising children and all that. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's just one. That's the major one. The other one, the other stresses, is my own pride and ego. Yeah. You know, and that's that's where I like. Um, I'm, I'm, I am with that. And you, you have fear. Yeah, some fears. And what what can cause what are you what can bring on your fear? <clears throat> Maybe fear of the unknown or fear of the future, you know, yeah. like you know, just the responsibilities of life, you know. That's amazing. And a lot of people you have fear? Yes. I can't hear you? Yes. And what 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 type of fear do you have? I don't know. I've been trying to just sort that out. I know that there are things that I know that I need to do, um, and I'm hesitant to do them. Things that you need to do, but you're hesitant to do them because of fear. That's the only reason that I can think of. Yeah. And what does fear say to you about those things that you you need to do? Uh, do it later. Don't do it now. Um, I think about what what the other person's reaction will be, and yeah. so I have to stop and. That's amazing. And realize that that's not, you know, real. And it's hard to overcome that. Yes, it is sometimes. Uh -huh. It's hard about, to push past it. I'm sorry. It's hard to push past it. Hard to push past it. What do you think about white Americans being afraid to deal with the black and white issue? for fear of being called a racist. When you hear that, what do you think about that as a black woman? I'm not sure I've run across that. You're not sure? That, I've, that I know of any white people that have said that they're afraid to talk to yeah. blacks for fear of racism. For fear of being called a racist. Is, are, you, are you aware of that, Delos? That white people are afraid like that? Not directly. Uh, maybe they're just not telling you guys, right? Because I don't think they're going to volunteer that information. <laughs> you make it sound like but an they... epidemic. <laughs> it is an epidemic. <laughs> it's really an epidemic. <laughs> it's a pandemic. Which one is worse? Pandemic yes. is, is worldwide. It is it's nationwide for sure. I don't know what they feel in other countries. But it is worse than what you guys know. Okay. It really, really is. And they're not, I guess they don't say it unless you ask them about it. But when I talk about it, I mean, you should hear the stories how these people open up and admit that they're afraid. They're afraid and they believe in God. And this is something that is, is blowing my mind to see that. But I know how it happened, too. I know why it's there in the way that it is. But a lot of them won't even say, I guess they're not saying like in a little at work or anywhere else that they're afraid to talk about the black folks. But I'm helping to set them free, so they're breaking a loose for it. So get ready, black folks. <laughs> White people are coming. <laughs> Land or sea. <laughs> James, you hear them say that you travel with me. Yeah, I've been fed. That they are afraid. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, Francisco, you hear it too since you travel with yeah. me. Yeah, and Doug travels sometimes. They are admitting that they're afraid of black people. I see black people. Black. And they're afraid. Um, do you have fear? Me? Uh -huh. 
Yeah. What are you afraid of? I don't know, but I've been feeling indifferent. What, what do you mean by that? No, no feelings of anything. So, uh, so that's, so I guess it might, maybe it's something I'm, I'm using to, uh, to block any fears that I may have. So I just want to want to feel anything. So you don't feel anything at this point? Nothing, but it, it, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm right. saying that it's just I don't want to deal with anything. Oh, I see. So you're at a point in life that you try to avoid dealing with anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a good place to be. No. no. I was talking to a young man yesterday, and uh, he is so afraid of people and life. He avoid people. He stay, you know, just go to work, go home. And now that he's lonely because he's afraid to deal with people. And it just goes from one thing to another one. One thing to another. Fear is of the devil. And God tells us, you know, I was reading in Genesis because I want to talk about fear. God was talking to Abraham and he was concerned about having kids. And God said, because he had become old, you know, he was very old, so he was concerned. But God said, fear not, I'm with you. And then in Genesis, fear not, I am with you. And in Genesis, and I'll read that in a minute, uh, 26, or or I wrote it down, 26, 24, he tells the people, fear not, I'm with you. You don't have to have fear. Did you have a question, Emerson? You had your hand. You're on a roll. No, go ahead. Uh, you have that, fear? Yeah, you know, I noticed that, uh, I was going to say no, but I noticed that if I get, uh, I don't necessarily have fear of like going after stuff or doing stuff like that, physical stuff. I noticed that if something really gets under my skin or irritates me or I have, I'm angry about a situation, then I noticed that I start being more cautious about what I'm going to say or I'm going I'm to deal with that yeah. situation. And I'll start trying to calculate a little bit in my mind as to, instead of just naturally just being myself, I notice that I'm more cautious. So in that sense, I do, I notice that I do have some fear if I'm angry about the situation. Oh, okay. How about you, Doug? You have fear? Yeah. And what are you afraid of? <coughs> so many things. So many things. No. Um, my fear has to do with people, really. With people? Yeah. You're afraid of people? Um, not, not necessarily afraid of them, but I've kind of put myself away from them because I don't really like dealing with them. With people? Yeah. That's not good either. I, I'm not necessarily afraid of people. I just have stopped not wanting to deal with them, so I kind of... Well, I've been a long, kind of loner all my life, so. You don't like people? No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like people? No. Really? And why not? Um, I believe it goes back to long, when I was little, uh, I couldn't trust the people that were there, so I just learned not to trust them and to kind of do things on my own. Yeah. You've heard white people tell me that they're afraid of black people, right? Yeah. Yeah, so you've heard it too. I have four witnesses, three witnesses. One, two, three. Three witnesses who travel with me here at all the time. It's an epidemic, really. White people are afraid, and they're losing their children. They're losing their relationships. They're losing the possibility of good relationship with black people because they're afraid of being accused of being racist. Dear Lord, you have fear? Sometimes. Sometimes, and what can bring all your fears? Some thoughts in my mind. 
thoughts in your mind? In your mind, give me an example. Um, you know, I, I, I remember one time where uh, I got up out of bed and I thought I smelled gas, and so I thought the house was gonna blow up. So I called the gas company and I, the man came out. <laughs> And it was no gas leak at all. Yeah. So I overreacted like all that just because it's something I thought. Because it's something I thought. So I noticed that when I think, when I get into the thoughts, when the thoughts come, that makes me afraid. Yeah. So. I, things like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Things like that and other things too, but it, it always preceded by thought. Do you like people? Yeah, absolutely. You like people. What do you think about the man that don't like people? <laughs> <laughs> well, he has his reasons. He has his reasons. Thank you, Lord. Um, <laughs> you know, I, Can you speak up a little louder? Yes. He asked me, what did I think of Doug, who doesn't like people necessarily? And I'm saying, he, maybe I shouldn't like people like the way I do. <laughs> I, yeah. mean, I can't say one is good and one is bad. I think right. it has to do with your personality and how you're raised. Certain, certain combination of those things. Yes, yeah. My fear is more of trusting in people than anything. Oh, okay. Not, not necessarily afraid of people, but I don't feel like trusting them. You don't trust them? Right. Maybe because you don't like them. <laughs> I don't trust them because the, the ones that were there in the beginning didn't, weren't trustworthy. Oh, I see. So your parents were not trustworthy. No. And as a result, you don't trust people. Right. Can you be trusted? I think so. You think you can? Oh, okay. So your parents, okay. Um, do you like yourself? Generally. Thursdays <laughs> and Fridays. Oh, okay. Francisco, you have fear? I used to. I used to have fear. How about now? No. no. You have no fear at all? No. How did you overcome it? Uh, I used to be a coward, so I know a lot about fear. <clears throat> fear makes you afraid of everything. And um, so I, I lost that. I overcame that. And um, sometimes, uh, I don't know if you call this fear, because this is a different word for fear. You come up to a ledge, you know, on a 20-story building, and you feel a little bit of jittery, and you, you're afraid of a wind blowing you over. It, but it makes you cautious. I don't think that's the fear that you're talking about. No, I'm not talking about that one. You know, but I would advise you not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but the other kind of fear, you're afraid of people, you know, because a coward is afraid of everything. You know, a coward dies a thousand deaths. But a, How did you overcome your fear? I overcame it by, um, by kind of dealing with it. If this happens, I'm not going to die, and just taking the pain and. The, taking the pain was worse than the thought of being uh, of dying, and I just endured it. Um, I asked God to take it away from me, and the way to take it away is to in, actually endure the the fear, and just and, and to be still and just to, like letting it happen to you. Um, I mean, it used to happen a lot when I was a kid. I used to fight, I used to get into fights, and I used to be deathly afraid of fighting. And the only way to get over the fear was actually to fight. Oh, okay. Be afraid. Interesting. You know, so, uh, 
and, and I used to be afraid of people, and it wasn't until I had to deal with that that I overcame my fear, and you know, after that, you know, I'm not afraid of anybody. They can get right in my face. I'm not afraid of situations. You're not afraid of fights? No. I'm afraid to get into a fight. Why? They might beat me up. <laughs> might be true. That's why I have my bodyguard. <laughs> and my bodyguard is not afraid, right? <laughs> Just think of people who, who actually have to give their lives, or, you know, put their lives on the line, you know. Um, God bless them. Yeah, they, they have to have that that strength inside of them to, to be still, even in a dangerous situation. And so if your mind becomes strong, then you can endure those situations yeah. and become a, a stronger, better person. Because it's not, if without the fear, without the actual fear, without the uh, actual threat of losing your life, then there's, there's really no, it's almost like life itself matters more because you say you need the fear? What's that? We need fear? Yeah. We do need fear. We oh, how many people agree with that? We need fear. Famous said he has none, mm -hmm. so life is over. Well, the kind of fear I'm talking about is... Huh? The kind of fear that I'm talking about is knowing that, 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 that you have a life and your life is not forever. If, 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 you, if, you, live life, if you live life thinking that... Um, uh, that you can live forever, then nothing matters, and then you'll never do the things that you need to do in life. But the, the type of fear that I'm talking about is, is, is knowing that your time is, is limited, and so you do the things that you need to do now. So it's a different kind of fear. Oh, I see. Yes, Doug. I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I mean, there's people out there who may, you know, they go out and jump off cliffs and use those, those wings and stuff. It's not that they're not. They're and those people have like fear. They have fear, yeah. and they are just over-challenging themselves. Right, because they're afraid to deal with life, so they, they, cannot deal. they go guy, jump off a mountain. That guy who went and lived with the grizzlies that got killed by the grizzly bear, yeah. he had fear of people. He yeah. could not deal with people. Yeah. So he went off and, but. Yes, right. Oh, fear is, the kind of fear I'm talking about, it's a big word. Well, I'm not, ta I'm talking about the kind of, it's the type of fear that we have to deal with going through life. Oh. And every, everybody has it, seem to have it within themselves. I'm, ta I'm not talking about the fear of, I wouldn't go and jump off a, I don't think I would, <laughs> put a rope on me and jump off a, a rock or something, you know. <laughs> I don't need to do that at this point. It looks exciting, but. I'm not talking about that kind of fear. I'm talking about the fear that white people have about toward black people. I'm talking about the fear that people have when they want to enhance their careers. They want to change a job or something. They're afraid to do it or deal with one another, to be honest with one another. Uh, that type of fear that you deal with every day. Not fear that you bring upon yourself by jumping off a bridge or something. Well, that kind of fear I used to have, the cowardly type of fear, it yeah. grows. And if you, if you don't check it, it will get, it, it'll consume. Right, and how did you overcome it, though? I, I overcame it, but actually, um, by actually acknowledging that it actually, it, it will happen. Yeah. And I, I overcame it by, um, it's like dealing with the lie. Okay, this is going to happen. And I endured the pain of actually that, that hell. 
Oh, okay. It's, it's like an overcoming. And, and you were able to overcome like that. And I overcame that, and okay. then I realized that, that that was really a lie in my mind that made it worse, just like you know, it was a lie. And I, I believed it, and I felt it. Yeah. And once I, it's almost like uh, being saved or something like that. I overcame it, and I saw it was a lie. Then, then the next one came. I overcame that. Okay. And then, then, then I was afraid no more. Yes, Hermes. Yeah, as far as, I mean, I, I think some of those people that are doing those things, they're looking for a rush. It's more like a, yeah. an adrenaline, adrenaline. They're not overcoming anything. They're not overcoming. Yeah. But, uh, the, when they, as soon as they come off the rock from jumping with the thing, life beat them up. Right. You know, they <laughs> get out there and get, yeah. Yes. For me, I can definitely see that, that my resentment and fear are so intertwined that I just don't see how you can separate the two. If you have resentment or anger, fear is always there, like, right. just laying there, just, you know. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Very good point. Yes, sir. For a long time, the, I had a fear, I had all this fear, but I had such a big ego that I didn't want people to see that fear, so I just hid out you know, hoping maybe it'll go away or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something's gonna happen, I'm gonna get this patience and then I can go about life and then nobody will see that, you know, but it helped me a lot, like what Francisco's saying, just go through it and be patient with it, deal with the best patience that you have. And, and that, that helped so much, you know, in dealing with uh, a friend that I was living with, I had a horrible fear of him, but I just went through it, I looked like an idiot, but you know, I just did the best I could, and it, it freed me a lot. Oh, okay. A lot to do that. How about you, James? You have fear? Yeah. What? <laughs> you were supposed to be protecting me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking with a coward. Yeah. Are you afraid to come up here right now and take over? I don't know. You want to give it a try? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was down in um, Nashville this week, and this police officer was kind of watching over me, a retired police officer, an older guy, real tough. They don't make men like that anymore. He's from the old school. Jerry. Uh, yeah, Jerry. And he said to me, he said, Jesse, I would risk my life to protect you yeah. because I like where you're coming from. And I'm like, thank God I want you to meet my other bodyguard. <laughs> but you don't find men with that type of courage anymore. It just doesn't exist. And it's unfortunate that it doesn't because men are supposed to have that type of courage. What are you afraid of, James? <coughs> Messing up. And, uh, Messing up? Yeah. yeah. And That's the one of the worst kinds of fears. Uh, Being afraid that you're going to mess up. It's not going to come out right. Yeah. Yeah. And what else? And not ever getting it right. Not ever getting it right. Okay. That's interesting. Patrick, are you afraid of anything? Afraid of a lot of things. Uh, don't let your wife know. <laughs> She's going to beat you up. What are you afraid of, like what, for example? Give me a quick example of what you're afraid of. You can't think of one? Not off the top of my head. Just everything? <laughs> yeah, to one degree or another, yeah. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Did you have your hand? What? I did. And oh, you, you have fear? I have absolutely no fear, 
whatsoever. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Except for one. And what's that? It is the mother of all fears. The fear of my own reaction. The fear of self-knowledge that I'm not God, that when I face something, it's going gonna, it's gonna, to uh, blow me away. You know, if I have to face somebody, they're going to bring out a reaction I don't want to see because I have a false sense of, um, you know, uh, peace and, and stability and all that. I don't, especially when you get to be religious, you don't want that world kind of shaken. Right. Right. And, yeah. and, and proven that you're not what you think. And so um, that's, that's really the only fear that's legitimate. All the other fears lead to that fear. And, and that is, you know, the fear of um, reacting to what's ever happened, to whatever's happening to you, whether people bring it or your own lack of knowledge of not being able to accomplish a task or yeah. whatever it is. But it's all, it's all that fear of reacting to. Um, that's a good point, Master. Yeah. Very good point. Yeah. That's deep. That's all I got. Just one fear. Yeah. You can... that, I totally relate to that. Yeah. I totally relate to that because that because I've often thought when I'm in, in situations, you know, I, I feel fear in certain people and stuff. And it's not like I'm afraid of them. I'm not physically afraid or right. whatever. And I'm like, and I've thought about that. And he's absolutely right. I've thought about that is the reason. Because, you know, going through life, I feel fine. You know, life is good. I'm not hating people, whatever. But when hatred and fear and things come up in me, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like living with that lack of peace, you know? So, and people can bring that out of me, you know, still. So, uh, I mean, it happens less and less. I'm getting a lot better at right. it. But I still see that I'm subject to that to some degree. And so it does cause me sometimes not to go as far as I should in situations because I bring something out of somebody that then I'm going to respond to. Right. Pretty soon it's, it's their problem. I'm going to deal with something. Uh, you know, I, in, in work I manage people and things and things. And so a lot of times something is their issue. But also yeah. I get into it and then I, I'm wrestling around, so it's no uh, offense taken, but wrestling around like in the mud with a pig, you get dirty. Right. So and, and, like, and all the people you work with are black people, right? Everybody I work with, uh, yeah. And so it's like working with black people, like work, wrestle around in the mud with pigs. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, you Dark mud. But the, you know, the point is, the point is that you wrestle with other people's stuff, and they're wrong in, in a lot of cases. I'm going into seeing, seeing something, doing something wrong. Yeah. And pretty soon, next thing you know, I'm wrestling around, and then I'm reacting. Yeah. And I'm getting mad at them, and it's like, hey, this wasn't my deal. I'm just here to try to correct the situation. The, the mud splattered on me. Yeah. Now I got the mud. So that happens, and um, um, that's something I've definitely been wanting to overcome, that kind of thing. Because I agree, that's like really the center of it, how you look. And yeah. I don't want to look bad. And then as soon as I look bad, I'll be pointed at. And then whoever screwed up to begin with is not going to be looked at anymore because now I'm the, the <laughs> one at fault. That's right. That's amazing. Susan, you have fear. What are you afraid of? I think that what he said is um, true because I've been looking at what is it I'm afraid of happening. And I know it's 
my own reaction to what, you know, I'm going to be embarrassed, I'm going to be a hypocrite, I'm going to be, yeah. uh, I can, I'm, you know, the thoughts are telling me, you're gonna, you know, you hypocrite, you say that. And, and, Everybody make sure you turn your phones off. Just chat right now before they go off. <laughs> um, do you pray? Do you pray? Sometimes. Not all the time? Yeah. And why not all the time? Become, uh, I guess sometimes I've become a little bit uh, uninterested. But then there's times when I do it, then I could see that. Because I guess I want an immediate reaction. That's amazing. I said everybody check the phones. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Everybody check your phones when they don't go off. They're too. It's irritating. I'm forgetting my train of thought. You said sometimes you're just not interested in praying. Yeah, because sometimes I just want that immediate react, uh, immediate uh, sense of that I could see it, and then therefore I feel more, more, more relaxed. But right. Then, uh, but then, then, and then when that doesn't happen, then I get a little bit been out of shape, and I says, "Oh, what the heck? I'll just, I'll try it later on, or I'll just let it go for now." And I don't know if that's a good feeling or not, but that's that, that that's that's been happening happening a lot. Do when you do pray, does it seem to be working for you? When I do it consistently, it, it does work. And Prayer works, right? It, but it hasn't convinced you enough to stay with it. And I, and I have a reason now. Now that I look at it, I think when when things were going pretty well, then I stopped. Oh, I see. Uh, then I figured, oh, okay, I can probably keep going a little bit here, I can let this stay, and then gradually it's like this, it, it builds like into a domino effect. After you stop for a little while, then then it real, then, then even more hectic situations come, and then you get what you deserve. Yeah, that's right. Do you pray, James? Yeah. I'm sorry? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah. All the time? I mean, every day at least? Yeah. You sure? <laughs> You're not convincing me. <laughs> yeah. like you're not sure. I'm not sure. You're not sure if you pray every day? Yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> Sometimes I just lay down and then I just go to sleep. <laughs> oh, you lay down pretending that you got to pray but you fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> I know a lot of people pray that way too. <laughs> How about you? Do you have fear? Man, the time is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. And what are you afraid of? I guess what I was afraid of was just using my voice and speaking up um, honestly about things. And now that I'm. Doing I do not know you as afraid of using your voice, but huh? you've just been afraid to be honest. I guess yeah. Because you've always been a talker. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've been afraid of being honest. Being honest. Oh, okay. About yourself. Yes. Oh, okay. And, as a result, I was trying to be real careful about trying to say the right thing and not talking too much now, and that doesn't work either. So oh, okay. Now I'm just doing what I got to do. And what do you do? Um, Are you over your fear or you still have it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm working with the facing. Overcoming it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Did you have your hair breaking? I did. You know, um, you know, if you're afraid of one thing, you're afraid of everything. Uh, everything is, you know, layers of an onion. 
Uh, and if you conquer that, that, that true fear inside of you, uh, you know, I kind of learned that seeing watching my father. My father was a real strong guy. And, uh, you know, he had no fear of, of anything, of anybody. And uh, when I was afraid of him, I couldn't deal with anybody or anything. Yeah. It wasn't until I, until I uh, got over my anger being afraid of my father and got over my anger from him that I was able to deal with life and deal with everybody. Oh, okay. And so I, I was able to overcome, you know, all that, that fear. Yes. I think everybody handles their traumas differently. I don't necessarily agree that if you're afraid of one thing, you're afraid of everything. There's some things that I, I'm not afraid of at all. And I know that, but then there's some things that I can't even deal with at all. So I think that there's people are either more or less sensitive based on their trauma. Oh, okay. And there's something I can do with total confidence. It ends up well, it's fine. But then there's other things that I crash and burn before I even get a couple words out. <laughs> yes, Eloise. Um, I, I think there's different kinds of fear. I mean, even the Bible it says. Well, Jesus went about and he said, fear not, more than once. Yeah. And then it says, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Then there's the um, um, fearless person going out, you know, like I consider you a fearless person. So I, I think and then there was um, this, this, this idea, or I think this is really real, when you when resent someone, or something that brings on fear. The yeah. resentment brings on fear. Okay. Ozzy, because of time, give me a yes or no. You have fear? I can't give you a yes or no. <laughs> you don't know if you have it or not? I have some fear. You do have some fear. All right. How about you, sir? You have fear? Me? Yes, sir. I feel of God, the wrath of God. That's the only fear you have? That's the only fear. And what does that mean, the fear of God, the wrath of God? What do you mean? Uh, what, 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 what kind of uh, spiritual consequences could be upon me, you know, if I angered him? Okay. I angered God. And how can you anger God? Well, by, by not being uh, righteous, not living righteously, not obeying his will. Oh, okay. So you fear, your only fear that you have is making God mad. Yep. And so do you sin? Uh, I try not to. But do you? I don't practice it. But do you? Do I? No, do you? We all have sinned. No, we're talking about you. Do you sin? All have sinned. Uh-uh. We're talking about all you're just one person with no fear. I don't practice it. Do you sin? We all have sinned in front of the show. <laughs> of the glory of God. How about you? All do you sin? I am part of all. No, no, no. I'm just asking about one person. Though. That's a twisted question. A twisted person? Uh, That's a twisted person? Question, question. How is that twisted? Yeah, because you, you, you're redirected back to me. What do you mean? I'm talking to you. I'm, I'm giving you the scripture. All have sinned. I'm part of all. Okay. All is short of the glory of God. That means without Christ, dying for our sins on the cross. Okay, but let me just ask this. Though. Do you sin? I don't practice. Because you say you're afraid of offending God. I, I don't practice. So, but... So do you sin? That's a good point of you trying to say I'm afraid of offending God. Right. Uh, I might fall short of his glory and sin, yes. Do you sin? Uh, not intentionally. Do you sin? 
I can't think of what I did. I don't want to know what you did. I just want to know, I do you think? Sing? I can't think of what I said. You can't think of? What would I have said? No. I'm sorry? I can't think of any answer to what I've said lately. So do you know if you sin or not? If I sin? Do you sin? Do I sin? All of sin. No. <laughs> sure. All right. Let me, let me do this about fear because we're running out of time. Um. I was thinking about, let me ask this first, just a, just a quick show of hand only. How many of you are born again of God? Uh, so the rest, of, uh, the rest of you are not yet, huh? What are you guys waiting on? <laughs> it's not a test, all right? So you're not born of God. Let me, tell you, let me just talk to you quickly about fear, because I used to have it, you know, uh, up until the age of 38, I have made. I had major fear. I was afraid to speak up. Even though I would speak up, I still had this fear of doing it. And it's like I didn't know how to handle their reaction to me. I didn't know what they would say. Or, and, and sometimes I saw, I thought. Sometimes I thought that I would hurt someone's feeling. So I was afraid of hurting their feelings, or I was afraid of their reactions, or I would be afraid of losing something. You know, and so. I was really controlled by fear, even though I used to speak up somewhat anyway. I still had that fear of doing it. And, and until 38, I had that fear. And I started to really seek life, seek God to try to understand myself and to overcome all that. Because the Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. Right. And that when you're of God, you're not of fear that you can't have it, you do not have it, it's impossible to have it once you're born again of God, all right? And I didn't know what that meant, and I heard it and read about it, didn't know what it meant, but the last time I experienced fear was when I realized that I, when he caused me to realize that I resented my mother, that I had that hatred of her and of my father, but mostly for my mother, when he caused me to realize that I hated her and then I needed to go to her and apologize. Going to her and to face her was the last time I experienced real fear. It would just overtake me. It was all in my body. My mom was working overtime, telling me how she's going to react to this. And I was going to hurt her feelings. I was not going to be able to handle it, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And I remember walking in the house, can barely walk into the house to talk to her. And I had fear. But once I apologized to her for hating her and realized that I was wrong for doing that, and then in that moment, God took my fear away. He absolutely just removed it away from me. When I had that fear, I was afraid to really be open with other people, especially women that I dated and stuff like that, because you didn't want to lose the woman or you didn't want her to get mad. Or, you know, even with my parents, but I spoke up to my father I thought I was being disrespectful or, you know, he would get mad. But when I forgave my mother, God absolutely forgave me. And he took that fear away. And that was 20 years ago. And I have not experienced it since. It's a spirit that has made a home inside of you. And it comes from you judging yourself and other people. It's come, it, it come, your mind is open so that it can come in. And, and Adele spoke about different traumas for whatever. And, and right, it's different traumas that comes. Some people are not afraid of certain things, but they're afraid of things. There are people who are 
uh, you know, James may be afraid to speak up. Some people have fear, but they can speak up. They are not afraid of speaking up. You notice that, right? But they have fear with other things in life. It's whatever your trauma is. And so, but when I forgave my mother and father, God forgave me, and he took that spirit away from me, and I never even think of fear now. It's not even in my nature. As a matter of fact, when I deal with people, I'm a little surprised at times when they are angry at me because I'm doing it out of love. My, what I say, when people say to me, wow, I can't believe you said that. I can never say that. I can't. I hear this all the time and I'm thinking I'm just speaking truth. You know, and there's no fear in that. It's all love. So when you are born again, God will take away that fear. You can't function in life with fear. You're not being your best in life because fear holds you back. It makes you doubt and doubt separate you from God. And you can't have doubt and be of God, too. You have to have faith in God and fear shows that you don't have faith in him. I know people who are not even enhancing their lives because they're afraid to. Now, I was at. I notice a lot of times when I go out to get a speaking engagement, I was telling James about this, is that the day before the, the speaking engagement or the day of, I see these thoughts coming that want to bring me fear. They, they speak to me and they say, well, this talk is not going to work. These people are not, you know, this or that. Don't say this or that to them. And, but so I can see the thoughts like this, right? But right on this side of the thoughts, there is no voice at all. It's total peace. And I'm aware of that peace. And that peace prevents me from going on the other side and listening to the fear of thoughts. It, it prevents me from doubting truth. It prevents me from waiting. I can literally see this voiceless voice, you know, this whatever that's not talking to me. And I, and I can see this other voice telling me what's going to be. But I have no connection to it anymore. It's like, it's the voice of the devil, and I know that. It's the voice of the deceiver, and I can't even succumb to it. I can't give into it at all, because this other wall that's there is preventing me now from crossing over and believing in it. God, if you, if you were to relax and, how, and, and if you were to pray, I believe that God will help you overcome that. You know, he would cast that spirit out of you. And you will find yourself just floating through life and dealing with things without even thinking about it. You won't feel it in your belly anymore or in your chest or in your heart. It just, the spirit is gone and you have perfect love. Now the thoughts have come to try to make you doubt that. But you can recognize that voice now and know that it's not the voice of God. Because God doesn't want you to be afraid. How are you going to deal with the our battle is a spiritual battle between good and evil. How are you going to deal with evil when you're afraid to face it? And that's what it is that you're afraid of. You're afraid of evil, the evil that comes through other people. You're afraid to just do it. So if you have that same spirit, you can't really represent God if you have that same spirit of the devil. Fear is of the devil. And perfect love casts out fear, meaning that you love people enough not to judge them, but to tell them the truth and let them deal with it. I don't have that fear, and I had the fear, so I know what it is. This is why white Americans got to love black people enough to tell them the truth. If blacks don't like it, let them get over it, but tell the truth. And some will accept it. Most won't, but many will. Some will.
You gotta, but you got to be born again. God said we must be born again. We need a new spirit, a new nature. He doesn't want his children to be afraid. I don't feel brave now. I'm, I'm not walking around feeling tough. I just don't have the fear anymore of anything or anybody. I watch my back. You know, physically I'm careful in what I do, but I don't have that fear. It's gone. I used to have it. He took that spirit away from me and gave me a new nature. And he wants you to have that. That's why Christ came. So you can be free. Yes, Pat. You know, I've heard your testimony many times. I kind of wonder, what is it in the testimony? What is the, what is the, what is the takeaway for the audience? I mean, in other words, what is it in the testimony that is being communicated through God to us? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like because it's not, it's not... I mean, God did something for you. So is it the fact that you're showing that God can do this? Yes. It's the physical stuff, isn't it? It's not that you went and, and, and said something to your mother. I don't think that's the secret of it or something like that. A lot of people have gone out and spoken to others who they're afraid of, and then they, they forgave, or at least thought they were forgave. Right. So what's the kind of like, what's the single, is there like a free, a single freeing point, or what is, what is the, the message, I guess? That's a good question. I think, when I think about this, I, I wonder, too, I think what happened with me, God caused everything to happen. I didn't go and forgive my mother just because somebody else said I should do it. Um, I, I wasn't born again within just because the preacher said, come down front. And do you believe Jesus died for four years, rose, you know, rose up again? He caused me to be born again. He caused me to see. And so I guess he made everything happen because, in all honesty, I didn't make any of that process happen on his own. Now, I had a strong desire for it. I wanted, I wanted to be a child of God. I wanted to know what that's like because I read in the Bible that it's supposed to be pretty good. But I had, <laughs> I had all this other stuff going on, and I didn't really know anyone who had changed from it. So I wanted to know. So maybe just that natural wanting it is what the difference but he made everything happen. Well, you said praying. You said it came from prayer. Yes. And, I mean, I know for myself, I have prayed and, and started to pray for a long time. Now, that did not happen to me, what you're saying. And although I have to admit that prayer, I believe, is a single thing that helped me over all this time. Yes. I still want to be absolutely free, and I don't feel absolutely free at this point. Oh, I got it. Like, you know, okay. in, what, in stages or something. Good point. Um, salvation is not based on feelings. Because the devil still works your mind, and he could cause you to think and feel certain things. He could still cause you to do that at times, but you see him at work. But it has nothing to do with salvation. Salvation is, um, is a, what is it? It's a, it's a, uh, I don't know what to tell you it is. It's a, right, it's a state of being. It's, a, it's another reality of who you really are, and you're not this feeling, this thinking and feeling reality. I mean, I because sometimes I could get thoughts that make me feel certain right. things, but I now know the difference, and so I don't identify with it anymore, and it doesn't cause me to doubt salvation. Well, okay, and I get feelings but still feel or and act out imprisonment of those feelings instead of... 
I think because you still identify with them as being you and as being real. Feelings are not real. You know, I, I guess certain kind, if you have cancer and your body is hurting, that's real. But thoughts, feelings are not real. Emotional, emotion is not real. So what is it that separate, or if, what is it that separates me at some point from the ability, me? the ability to see it is what separates you from the hell, and you no longer can identify with that hell. Because that's what happened in the beginning. I could not see, and so I was one with the thoughts and one with the feelings and thinking that this was me. This, this, you know, I'm afraid and I'm this and I'm that. I identify with that whole thing. I no longer identify with it now because I see that it's another reality that doesn't belong to me. I, That's not who I am. I do feel like it's me, the fear. I do feel when I'm angry that it's me. It doesn't, I don't feel like it's not you. in between the two. There is a separation there. And, and when, when I sat down that day because another preacher said, be still and know God, I sat down and all of a sudden he allowed me to see the difference. And from that, I, I start to grow from that. Because now I identify with the light instead of with my thoughts and feelings that comes. You are not your thoughts. And you are not your feelings. You are not your thoughts. You are not your feelings. There's another person there that is uh, of love. And love is not based on what you feel or what you think. Did that help a little bit? Yeah. Very good question, though. You are not... Because a lot of people think, well, you know, I thought I knew God, and yet I'm thinking and feeling. They think, I guess they're thinking that the thoughts and feelings are going to go away, and you're never going to have them. I think that's what a lot of people think. Is that true or not? Yes. Yeah, that's not true. You are going to get them. You start to, as you mature spiritually, you start to get better at not identifying with them. And then they'll come when it's time to take a step with something, to, to be of courage, they'll come to try to doubt you, but they're here, and you're here looking at it, where you're not connected to it anymore. That's what he, he caused to happen within me. Nice. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yes. Um, what, what Pat doesn't realize, and what... You have about a minute. What Pat doesn't realize, and what most people don't realize, is that until you get... Until you become perfectly objective to your sin state, you're not going to be able to handle righteousness that comes from being born again. So until Pat gets over being upset at, at, at what he sees is wrong with himself, he's not going to be able to handle being born again anyway. And then the other thing is God saves you. So until you're totally convinced that there is nothing you can do, but that he only can yeah. come in and show you the difference, separate you like he separated Jesse, when you are convinced that that is what needs to happen and nothing on your part, then you'll be fine. In closing, we have 30 seconds or less. He's right about that. God causes it to happen. And when you stop being upset about the not you, the anger, the emotion, then you will be a free person. And don't think that you're not going to get those things. It's just that you're not going to go along with them after a while. We out of time? Oh, we out of time. Call us. We'll pick up on it next Sunday, all right? Thank you so much. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-BOND.